You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 12th of July. I'm Paul Ward from our Customer Treasury Unit and I'm joined this week by AIB Senior Economist John Faddy to discuss recent developments on the financial markets with particular focus given to the recent moves in euro dollar and we'll also discuss where we're seeing some pullback on rising interest rate expectations. John, good morning. Morning, Paul. Let's start with recent moves in the euro dollar. Last week, we nearly tested parity level, but what's driving the recent surge in dollar strength stroke euro weakness? So we have to stick, take a step back first, and if you look at kind of what's the big theme in markets now, so mm. markets seem to have switched from being very concerned about the inflation outlook and inflation concerns been been top of the bill to recession concerns taking over. So there's been a switch around in that. Uh, and why have recession concerns kind of come to the fore now and are starting to outweigh inflation concerns? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, we have seen some easing in commodity prices. Uh, so last Tuesday, for example, we saw a 10% fall in oil. Now, prices are still at very elevated yeah. levels, but if you look at other commodity prices like copper as well, we've seen a fall back and some commodity indices are down around 15% from their June peak. So there has been an easing back in yeah. that. And at the same time, then we've had softer, generally softer macroeconomic data. So, you know, we can, and in particular, John, uh, well, the PMIs uh, out of, you know, all the major economies yeah. uh, for the last month were, you know, disappointing and suggest some loss of momentum. So, you know, markets have switched their concerns from the inflation aspect to the recession side. And then back to why it's important. It's important from a currency viewpoint because that shift in concerns in the market has had an impact on uh, what the market expects uh, in terms of interest rates. So futures contracts are what priced in for markets, and that's led to interest rate differentials, which have been supportive of the dollar. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you look at, you know, the Fed has done a number of rate hikes already this year, yeah. and the Fed funds rate is at currently at uh, the midpoints at 1.625%, as opposed to the ECB, which have yet to hike interest rates. And even though there's been a pullback in rate hike expectations across the Fed, the Bank of England, and the ECB, Obviously, when you're in a situation where the ECB has yet to hike rates, yeah. uh, that's creating an interest rate differential, which is supportive of the dollar. So if you take for year end, so at the moment, the market is expecting, uh, you know, ECB rates, the positive rate getting to 0.75% uh, by the end of the year. You know, a few weeks back, that was closer to uh, 1.25, 1.5. Whereas uh, from the Fed's perspective, uh, the market's pricing in by the end of the year, uh, rates getting to 3.25. So in the US, the market sees 3.25 as the end yeah. year rate versus the east, the eurozone where they see rates at 0.75. So that's a huge uh, differential there. So that's boost to the dollar. So we've seen dollar strength right across the board. Uh, and at the same time, there's a lot of still nervousness in markets. No one knows for sure in terms of how this is all going to play out. So that also tends to be supportive of the dollar. So at the moment, everything has gone in favor of the dollar, oh, of the dollar yeah. of interest rate differentials and nervousness in markets, which is sought out from safe haven demand perspective. And I know the 104 was a very strong supportive level for the euro, John, but since it's breached there and gone down towards parity, I mean, is there another support level here or if it was to go below parity, where it is really the next stop? Out? Well, the first thing is we look for to, to, to hit parity. So we got very close uh, towards the end of last week, you know, 1.007 yeah. uh, was the low point. Uh, at the moment, we've traded, we started this week trading back up towards the 1.01 mark. But if you do fall below parity, the next key support levels are around 0 0.97, 0 0.96. 
Now, just for reference purposes, uh, the last time the euro did drop below parity uh, in terms of euro-dollar pair, it spent about three years uh, below parity. So this was back in the early 2000s, basically the three-year period to, to 2000 to 2002. Yeah. Uh, so that's what you look for if it does fall uh, below parity is the next key supports are from back then around that 096 0.97 level in terms of euro against the dollar. So, you know, over the last couple of weeks, it was significant. We were testing 104, but it was holding. And then all of a sudden, it gave way uh, last week without any specific trigger on the day. It's been more this accumulation of these industry yeah. differentials and that downward pressure that has been coming uh, on that. I'll come back to the interest rates piece in a minute, John. But just, just while you're mentioning the weakness of the euro, uh, we also seen sterling strengthen a little bit back, back below 85p last week. I mean, was that as much as the kind of negative euro story or was it driven by what was happening in the UK from a political situation point uh, of view? Or So it's starting got a little bit of a bounce a bit, yeah. uh, after the uh, announcement politically, but it was more a euro weakness story on that okay. side. So if you think we started last week above 86p and we finished it below 85p. Yeah. Uh, but the moves there weren't, weren't as large because even if you look at the moves over last week, in cable, that's sterling against the dollar. Yeah, it was down around one percent too. So the over okay. arching theme of markets, yeah. currency markets last week was that dollar strength. You know, and when we look at cable, because uh, we sometimes probably don't talk about it in as much detail, you know, it did drop below that one twenty level. It dropped below the one nineteen briefly, traded as low as one eighteen seven. Now sterling has fallen below that one twenty level for short intervals over the last number of years. But it's not traded below 120 for any sustained period okay. since the mid 80s. So it's another right. key level to look well, out for in other pairs apart from euro dollar. Yeah, uh, is that 120 level and, and whether in the backdrop at the moment where the dollar is very much in the ascendancy. Yeah, uh, does cable remain uh, below it? Like at the moment, it's trading back up around that 120 level. Well, that's interesting yeah. because then if, if if parity was to be breached and the dollar was to kind of maintain strength from there. Equally, then it could actually impact on what the sterling dollar rate is. Going yeah, to what you well. what you yeah. tend to get, like yeah. euro dollar is the, one of the, one of the top currency pairs, if not the top currency pairs. So yeah. a move in that can trigger moves in other currency pairs outside of any kind of new information respective to those specific yeah. currencies. So you know, if euro dollar did break below parity, and, and the move last week does open up that possibility, uh, definitely breaking below that one hundred four support level because we've talked in the last number of podcasts that. Once you go below 104, there's not a lot of support till you get to parity. And we saw that when we hit that low of 1.007 yeah. towards the end of last week. But yeah, we definitely will keep an eye out on that sterling against the do- sterling dollar pair uh, yeah. in terms of if it sustains a break below 120. At the moment, it's kind of settled back towards uh, 120. Um, I, I have two questions for you, John, um, and really probably just get your insights in terms of the question, but also maybe the impact for the currencies or the interest rates. Like, has the market now? You sorry, you mentioned there just the the kind of the flip from recession fears to inflation concerns. Has the market gone too far in terms of this maybe recession fears expectations, or or do you think no? Well, it it it, it could do. I think like inflation may have peaked in the US. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it does. It's not due to peak in the UK. Uh, till October, that's what the Bank of England is expecting. Yeah. And in the Eurozone, we probably haven't seen the peak there yet either. So, you know, even though the market seems to be more focused on recession now over inflation, we're yet to see peak inflation in some major okay. economies. And at the same time, okay, we've had a bit of weaker data, but it doesn't mean it's a foregone conclusion that we're into a recession phase in, in some of those key advanced economies either. Okay, so data is softer. We've lost momentum. 
because of the impact that inflation has on economic activity and also because of the impact of interest rate increase. This is something we've talked about on the yeah. podcast that of a slowdown happening. So so that is happening. So it's still not a foregone conclusion though, that you get uh, what would be termed a recession in, in any of those economies. But I think over the next couple of months, we're not going to get a clear sign of either in terms of whether, you know, inflation should be the main worry yeah. or whether recession. Yeah. You know, a couple of months of data isn't going to definitively put to bed yeah. which way the market should be more concerned on. Uh, and really, in terms of the near term, from a euro viewpoint, it's all about the ECB meeting on the 21st which is, of July. Yeah, which is, which is Thursday week, John. Uh, and look... I mean, exactly. By the time we sit down again, we're going to have that meeting. And But I suppose first thing is expectation is we're still at 25 basis points as the first hike. Yeah, first so thing. as you say, it's, it's next Thursday. And what's yeah. priced in by the market at the moment uh, is a 25 basis points uh, um, increase. So that would bring the depot from minus point five to minus point two five. And and can I ask you, John, because, well, and you might kind of just tell us here. So up until a couple of weeks ago, expectation was by year end rates would go up as high as 1.25%. So that would have been a total of 175 basis point move. Yeah. Where are we now with that? Yeah, so, so, so in the last two two weeks, we've had a, a, a markets get less hawkish, a softening in rate expectations. So at the moment, the market's expecting rather than close to 1.25%, uh, that Eurozone deposit rate would be at 7.75 Okay. But, the so so fifty basis points lower than yeah. expected. Going back a few weeks yeah. ago, the other the other question that I'd have for you, John, because if I have it right, so there's an ECB meeting in July. We've one in September, one at the end of October, one in December. Are the gaps between each meeting too much? Like, do 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 the ECB run the risk here of either kind of missing the boat a little bit or being too late to the table? Well, it's not necessarily the gaps are too much. It's the six week gaps are there. It's it's the fact that the ECB is yet to hike interest rates. Okay, so they're running out of meetings yeah. between now and the end of the year to get to even those what are those softening in rate expectations. Yeah. you know you've got you've got the July meeting as you say uh, next week. Uh, then you've got a meeting in September. You've got a meeting in October late October and a meeting in mid Because based on the numbers, whether it's interest rates or whether it's meetings, there has to be a 50 basis yeah, point to, hike somewhere to, in there, yeah? If, if you're going to get, get, to get to that. what the okay. market's expecting. Yeah. So we've talked before, there's no guarantee the ECB gets to where the market's expecting. But but from a Euro outlook perspective, this ECB meeting next week is, is crucial because it might have to put some underpinning on the Euro as to where we are at the moment. So, you know, we talked there about parity and if it falls below it. So there's a risk of a repeat of that performance uh, if the ECB at their at their council meeting next week fails to convince markets uh, yeah. that significant rate hikes are in prospect. So if they don't convince markets that they're in prospect, that could be push another leg lower in that euro dollar pair. Uh, and it's, that's what it's all about. We need to see the ECB hike rates next week uh, and give guidance that you know, 50 basis points is on the cards for September okay. uh, and further guidance over the remainder of the year. Uh, if we don't get that, then the risk is we see further weakness in the euro. In other words, euro yeah. dollar falls further along the curve. The, the, the meeting is whatever, nine or 10 days away, John. In relation then just to the week ahead, is there any event risk there that you see or anything from an economic point of view that could cause volatility? Well, in terms of what's scheduled this week, we've got uh, US inflation numbers. Now, interestingly, uh, we talked... Uh, when we were talking earlier about US inflation, the CPI measure, uh, the core measure there does look as if it may have uh, been on a, on a slower trajectory. Okay. Uh, we've had two months of that. So we look to see whether that con- trend continues this month. So it might ease some concerns in relation to US inflation that at least underlying core inflation 
is, is is starting to soften a little bit, but the year and year rates are still very high. Though, uh, aside from that, we get GDP out of the UK, okay. which is probably likely to increase expectation that we'll see a contraction in UK GDP yeah. uh, in Q2. So it just feeds into that weak outlook uh, for the UK economy, very challenging uh, outlook. But what we saw last week was the move in euro dollar was outside of any data release. In fact, on Friday yeah. when we got stronger than expected payroll Payrolls. numbers, you would have thought after what happened in the previous 24 hours with euro dollar, it might have pushed it lower because yeah. payrolls were stronger than expected. We didn't get that. We got very little reaction Why from euro dollar. Why do you think that was the case? Well, the market already moved significantly, getting down uh, towards yeah, that okay. low of 1.007. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and probably it suggests that back to what we're saying there, that the, the key driver of that could be the ECB meeting next okay. week yeah. uh, rather than any specific data point uh, from either economies. Yeah. And that's the thing uh, I said there, you know, a few weeks of data isn't going to put to bed the question whether it's recession or inflation or whether it's neither in terms of the themes and markets and at the moment. This volatility, this uncertainty is, is going to drag on through the summer uh, and into and, the third quarter. And over the years, well, certainly the recent years, John, that difference of interest rates between uh, Eurozone and the US have been a significant factor as to why the dollar has been strong. Uh, okay, John, many thanks for the update and a big thanks to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast. To stay up to date with latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.